As new creations in Jesus, there's more to life than meets the eye. And the truth of who God is and who we are in Him can inspire us to worship our way through all of life's circumstances. We're glad you're here in New Creations. Let's dive in. Welcome to episode 11 of the We Are Recreated podcast. My name is John Matthew, and on this show, we're exploring life as it relates to two big questions. Number one, who is God and what's he like? And number two, who are we because of Jesus and the cross? A little while ago, I was on a solo retreat at this beautiful camp out in the country, and I was reading in my Amplified Bible here, John chapter 4, where we find the story of the woman at the well. And you know, the Amplified Bible is the version that adds those extra words for context and for helping to start interpret what the Bible is saying. But I was struck by this particular part of the story. It says in the Amplified version, a time will come, however, indeed it's already here, when the true, genuine worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, reality. For the Father is seeking just such people as these as his worshipers. That word reality really stuck out to me. And as I was sitting there talking to Jesus and thinking about these things, I thought, you know, reality isn't always all it's cracked up to be. Reality isn't always very pleasant. Sometimes I find myself stressed by all kinds of things. Sometimes I find myself feeling anxious or depressed or fearful, things that are heavy, uh, things that we talked about with Josh Gordon in our last video, and I have heartache, or I have trouble with kids, or I have a fun time trying to figure out how to do married life, or whatever it could be, I'm sure that you can relate in some way, where you go, man, my reality at the moment is just, it's challenging, it's hard. Sometimes I'm just grumpy, I'm like a grumpy old man. Maybe you can relate. And things are unsettling to me, and I'm just a little off, or I'm uncertain, or I'm full of indecision. And sometimes reality feels kind of lousy. And as I sat there in that room at that camp, I thought, well, if that's my reality, can I worship Jesus in the middle of that? Can I worship him when that's my reality? And it made me think of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. It says, through him, through Jesus... Let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Sometimes praise and worship, honor and adoration, while they cost us something, there's a sacrifice involved to giving God what he's deserving of. Sometimes worship will require pushing through the walls and the hardship that would otherwise keep us from giving him that heartfelt response and that adoration that he's due but he's God and he deserves the glory and he's worth it and he's worthy of it so that's what I thought on my retreat if I really lean in if I put my attention on him I can worship him in spite of everything going on around me even in the hard times in the uncertain times in the face of challenging reality I can probably worship him in fact maybe that's my encouragement to you in the face of hard things, in the face of a challenging reality, let's decide that we're going to worship him and offer him the sacrifice of praise. That's what I concluded first when I was thinking this through. But then, as I sat there a little bit longer, I was chewing it over and thinking it through, talking to Jesus. All the things that he says are true about me in Scripture started to come to my mind. And I realized that there's a reality 
that's beyond what I can see in front of me. There's a reality about my identity in him and my position in him. That's true, whether my physical circumstances are excellent or whether my physical circumstances are very hard and challenging. God says that I'm chosen. He says that I'm loved. He says that I'm accepted. He says that his love for me will never end and that he will always welcome me to come boldly before his throne. He says that I'm seated with him in heavenly places, uh, even when the kitchen is a disaster, even when the kids are throwing a fit, even if I have piles of paperwork to do, and even when nothing seems quite right, he says I'm royalty. He says that I'm holy, and that I'm righteous, and I'm good. And if you are a believer in Jesus, if you have the Spirit of God inside, you're a new creation, and all of these things are also true of you regardless of your physical reality. And so I thought, well, that's amazing. Can I worship him in that reality? Can I worship him because of that reality? And I thought, yeah, when I really get my head screwed on straight here and I remember he's changed me from the inside out, I'm different than I used to be, he's recreated me, well, worship actually starts to make a whole lot of sense. Pouring out that adoration and that love to him makes a whole lot of sense. I was reminded of Colossians chapter 3, where it says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Setting our minds on heavenly things doesn't mean that we ignore the reality of the world around us. And it doesn't mean that we ignore the reality of the situations that we find ourselves in. In fact, if we did that, things might end pretty badly for us sometimes. But in the middle of all our circumstances, all the areas of our lives, we can choose to fix our attention on Jesus, to look at him, and to approach things from a heavenly perspective. The Bible calls that setting your mind. And again and again through the word, we're encouraged to set our minds on the things of God. So as we tackle life and all of the things that it throws at us, we can hold on to the truth of who we are in Jesus, the recreated identity that he's given us as the children of God. And then sitting there in my room on that retreat, waiting on Jesus, I started to think of how great and how awesome and how wonderful and how powerful, how incredible God really is. And it occurred to me that no matter what situations I'm facing, No matter what life has thrown at me, no matter how sideways things feel, God isn't phased and God isn't deterred. God wasn't surprised by any of it and he's not moved and not taken from his throne because of those things. He doesn't change or shift because of the circumstances of life or the rumbling of the nations. He is God and he's always good. He's always kind. He's always loving. He's always faithful. He's always strong. He's always victorious. He's always glorious. That's God. That's who he is. That's how he is. One of my favorite Psalms speaks to his character and his nature. It's Psalm 145, verse 8. It says, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and rich in loving kindness. The Lord is good to all. I love that these aren't just descriptions of how God behaves towards us, but this is how God names himself. This is a picture of his character and his heart towards us. And when I think about the reality of who he is, 
well, worship gets a whole lot easier. Honoring him becomes easy. Loving him back becomes easy because in reality, he's the best. There's nobody greater and there's nobody stronger and there's nobody better than him. Sounds like a song. Maybe you can relate where you start to focus in on who he is and how he's redeemed you. And it prompts that response of worship and adoration back to him. Maybe you'd love to let us know in the comments because we would love to hear your story too. I want to tie this all together for us. On this podcast, we're exploring two concepts that affect life more than anything else. Who is God and what's he like? And who are we because of Jesus and the cross? God is looking for people who will worship him in spirit and in truth. There's a reality in front of you, the physical world. Sometimes it's peachy and sometimes it feels rotten. But in either case, you can choose to worship him and bring a sacrifice of praise to God. But beyond that physical reality is something unseen and truly, truly profound. We've been recreated in Jesus, and our identity has been redefined by God. The present tense reality is that we're His. We're His children, and we're loved, and we're accepted in Him. And then you add to that the unchanging reality of God's power, wisdom, kindness, grace. Man, the reality of our situation might not look so bleak or so daunting. Whatever you're facing today, if you've put your trust in Jesus, you're living a brand new reality. Your identity is secure in him. He is always for you. So you can worship him. I want to encourage you to worship him in spirit and in truth, in the reality and the wonder of who you are and who he is to you. And until we see you next time, remember, we are recreated.